And hello, everyone. I'm John Ray on the Price and Value Journey. I'm joined today by Steve Alexanderwitz. Steve is an insurance broker with Medicare and other red tape. This show is going to be a little different today because it's not really the kind of guest maybe you would expect uh, on this series that we're doing here. But um, here's the origins of of why I thought Steve would be a great guest. I was sitting next to him one time, and he was telling me he'd received a call from someone who said, hey, so-and-so told me to call you that you were the Medicare expert. And he said, John, I didn't even know who so-and-so was, much less the guy that was calling. And so it immediately occurred to me um, when he said that, that here's someone that's built a brand around his business, his expertise of Medicare, which is an extraordinarily uh, hard thing to do given the kind of competition that exists in that business. So I thought it would be great. And, you know, Steve and I talked a little bit more about his practice and how he built it. And I thought it would be great to share some of those um, thoughts and conversation with you. So I turned to Steve Alexanderwitz, AKA also known uh, to his clients and those that know him as the Medicare man. Steve, welcome. Good morning, John. Welcome, and thank you for welcoming uh, me here today. It's yeah. a privilege. Yeah, thank you so much. And yeah. thank you for letting us kind of look under the hood of how you've built your uh, practice over the years. Uh, let's give a, a better introduction than I did to what you do for folks. Medicare and Other Red Tape is the name of your company. Say more. So, John, um, Medicare and Other Red Tape uh, is actually part of a greater entity than I. I'm part of uh, Bonnie Dobbs Agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called, uh, she branded it Medicare and other red tape because Medicare has a lot of red tape. <laughs> right. And, uh, I'm one of her 14, uh, agents, uh, been her number one agent for three years running. Uh, and I proudly serve under her, uh, because of all the great things that we do, uh, in our industry. Mm-hmm. Got it. So talk about your journey and how you got um, what led you to the Medicare field? Well, by accident, John, mm-hmm. uh, starting in uh, a life insurance uh, job back uh, o- over a decade ago, uh, I was having a really good time doing it. It was actually a uh, fraternal uh, order. Mm. It was kind of unique, mm-hmm. uh, captive audience and so forth. But mm-hmm. I was serving uh, my uh, brother Knight's and their families, and I really felt strongly about what I did and taking care of families, but it wasn't going to pay the bills. Mm. So I decided to uh, regroup and um, just happened to be talking to uh, a uh, relative who was selling Medicare health insurance, and uh, the new Medicare Advantage products were just come about on the market. Uh, That was the new hot thing, and I was like, well, uh, how about me? Um, but I really didn't like Medicare. Very complex. Um, they don't pay a uh, big commission, so it's not a big money maker. Mm-hmm. No gold. Uh, <laughs> no gold. Right. So, uh, but I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take my experience. I'm not going to throw it away from life insurance. I'm going to journey on in and, and give it, give a try over to Medicare. And what I found was 
I was, uh, I found I had the passion uh, that was always there to mm. help people. Mm. And uh, being our seniors are more vulnerable population. They seem to be preyed upon. Uh, you know, when it comes to Medicare, these marketers are out there. They've got their information. Uh, they're constantly uh, mailing out material. Sometimes they're getting, uh, people were getting unsolicited phone calls, emails, uh, even knocks on the door from somebody. Hey, I heard you just turned 65. Uh, mm. Welcome to Medicare. Can I sell you a product? Mm. Um, so I feel very passionate that I'm, I'm trying to be the good guy. Right. And right. that's what I do. That's, that's tremendous. So you had a, and, and look for those that don't completely get what, how this works. Maybe they haven't gotten to that age or stage or what have you. Um, your commission is inside the, the premium that someone pays. So they don't pay extra. If they go direct to the um, uh, government website, they'll pay the same premium as they would if they, uh, you help them get that same coverage, yeah. correct? Correct. The uh, government body, Centers of Medicare, Medicaid, CMS, they regulate how much a commission is paid out on a particular uh, Medicare product. Mm -hmm. And whether uh, an individual buys it online, uh, direct to the carrier, or through a person like myself, uh, they're going to pay the same amount of money. Uh, but they can get a whole lot more for their money if they're utilizing a local guy that brings a lot of knowledge and experience to the table uh, because that is the added value service I bring to the table for my clients each and every day. Hmm. Got it. And so you, therefore, and this is another reason why folks may be surprised I would have you on the show, is that you don't control your pricing. I mean, the, the pricing is what it is. You don't have any control over it. You're not able to raise it or uh, even lower it or whatever, but you, it is what it is. And you don't, you have no influence over that at all. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really, um, in a situation where you're in a highly competitive industry, no ability to control your price. Um, an industry where, um, there's a lot of, um, not just a lot bigger companies, a lot of competition, but a lot of shady characters that are out there. Um, uh, really hoodwinking people in a lot of ways, um, or at least misleading them. So the question is like, how do you build a, a brand of trust in that kind of environment? Right. And so did you see your industry that way when you got into it, that that's really what you were up against? Uh, no, not okay. at all. <laughs> okay. I thought that the uh, insurance brokers were held to a higher uh, level. Mm -hmm. We were like the upper echelon and mm. I found out differently. Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, that not everybody plays by the rules. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So what was the, um, so as you went along, you really figured out that you had to work a lot harder on develop on, on engendering trust among your potential clients than you thought might be the case otherwise, right? I mean, because really what I, I would have, this is a question. I would think when you got into it, you're thinking, well, people have to get Medicare at some point, right? And they generally when they turn 65, 
and or take Social Security whenever that is. And so that's a natural client for me, right? And as it turns out, that's not always the case because of these circumstances out there in the industry, right? Well, over 10,000 people a day in the United States turn Medicare eligible. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to be one of those people to serve those folks. And there's a lot of us out there. And then there's a lot of big marketing companies and uh, brokerages and so forth. And then the insurance carriers themselves, um, they have in, in-house telesales. People could call in, people can uh, go in on the web. So uh, Medicare beneficiaries have a lot of access. It's just going through the sea of finding uh, what's going to work for them as far as figuring all this out. And on a local level, um, I'm bringing the solutions to the table mm-hmm. and trying to make it easy for my clients and really trying to share uh, all and then some that they need to know so that uh, their journey going forward, they're going to have proper coverage. And they're also going to know they have a guy they can trust and know when they have a question or have a concern, they got somebody to lean on, not just an 800 number. So Steve, as you figured out the industry, you learned the reality of this industry and you figured out, Hey, I'm going to have to work harder to develop that trust among people because people are jaded. What did you do? Well, you work harder and you work smarter. And, uh, first off, surround yourself with good people, Mm -hmm. um, stay compliant, stick to the rules and don't worry about what the other guy is doing right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but focus on taking care of each and every one of the people you serve. If you do them right and you take care of them right, then what's going to happen is you're going to have free advertising. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to build it. Mm -hmm. You have to work it. But if you continue to work it and do really what should be done right to begin with, um, you're going to naturally grow your business. Okay, that said, you have you're part of an, a bigger agency. It's yes. not just you; it's a bit. You're part of a bigger agency. Um, you are not. We talked about this before we came on. You don't have a big social media presence. You don't um, have your own website. You don't, uh, and with all the SEO bells and whistles, you don't. Um, uh, have billboards. You don't have, you know, all the things that other people spend a lot of money on. You have built your practice basically one at a time. Exactly. So talk about how that happened and how you, number one, and number two is how you were able to maintain the patience to do that. Yeah. Patience for sure. Uh, One person at a time. Mm -hmm because it requires a lot of patience when mm-hmm. working with seniors. So you have to have that, that and compassion, mm-hmm. but, uh, building the business, which, uh, doesn't happen overnight. Um, I've actually been in the recruiting end, uh, people looking to do what I do. And, uh, they all think it's easy because they just look at Steve and say, Oh, Hey, he has a you know, large clientele must be easy to do. He can do it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, if I can do it, you can do it, but you have to uh, you have to put in your time, and that starts with uh, going out 
and marketing yourself. Uh, since we're limited in the industry and we really can't have, we could, but it'd be, it just wouldn't be cost effective to advertise in a newspaper or run billboards or, or mass mailers. And by the way, they do sell uh, mailing lists for people turning 65. Mm. And uh, I tried that a couple times. Yeah. And I found out that uh, there were a thousand people that were buying the same list I was buying. So that was pretty much as good as toilet paper. Sure. So at the end of the day, I had to work on me mm. and I had to work around the people around me. So uh, whether it was uh, networking at the uh, Greater North Fulton Chamber uh, mm-hmm. Pro Alliance mm-hmm. or going to, you know, talking to people uh, at, at, at church, at social events, family members, friends, neighbors. You know, when you're having a conversation, you better have the word of what you do. In my case, I sell Medicare health insurance products. Mm-hmm. And if it's a subliminal message, but I put that in everybody's head and let them know. I also let them know about how passionate I am about it. Mm-hmm. I think if you can bring the, the power of the message that you're passionate about taking care of people, then uh, the rest of it will happen naturally. But you got to give it time to build and you got to utilize your resources and that's really all the people around you any which way you can so you can't go just down you know somebody walking down the street and tackle them and say hey you know what i do but <laughs> oh come on that doesn't work yeah. uh, yeah. oh it's actually prohibited by law and again really okay know, yeah, although you wouldn't know it sometimes. Mm, all right. So I'm always, uh, I always, I feel if you stay on the right side of the rules that were set forth, uh, you're not going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, um, but t- let's set the context here. So you started in 2011. Mm-hmm. You started with how many clients? 12. You have how many clients today? approximately 500. So that's over. Uh, congratulations on Thank that you. success, by the way. Um, so we're about 12 years into it, right? Yeah. And you've gone from 12 clients to over 500. So I'm sure that was not a straight line though, that it took a lot of, uh, time and shoe leather, um, and relationship building, in the early years to get some momentum going in your practice, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. So, yeah, it's an investment of time. You know, um, I always tell new agents coming on, you know, you're in a business that doesn't take a lot of uh, working capital. Mm -hmm. You're not a brick and mortar. You're not financing $2 million. But what you have to do is you have to go out there and utilize your time and effectively uh, reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Let them know what you're doing. Uh, and in like my situation and what we do at the Bonnie Dobbs, Medicare and other red tape uh, organizations, we get involved in the community. So Bonnie is a uh, proud sponsor of North Fulton Senior Services. Mm. And we'll go around to do Medicare presentations uh, at their various locations. We get involved in the community and it might be a church uh, might be the Pro Alliance at North, Greater North Fulton, mm-hmm. wherever it may be. We like to go out and teach Medicare. Right. And if you can show that you have knowledge about what you do, then people will gravitate to you because, oh, obviously, if they can teach it, they must know a thing or two. And, of course, we have to be careful 
when we are out um, doing Medicare presentations, we have to be compliant. Mm-hmm. There's set are certain rules in place. There's no advertising. There's no brand uh, recognition other than Medicare and other red tape and Steve Alexandrowitz. That's the brand I'm pushing. Right. Gotcha. Um, and wh- one of the things that we've talked about in another context is, is unlike what people may think, there's a real local aspect to Medicare, right? Explain that. So, you know, um, great question because Medicare is a federal government program, but its insurance offerings are unique, not just state to state, but from county to county. Um, And it has a lot of variations. And when people are Medicare eligible, they're talking to their friends and their relatives and one person will say how great their plan is, and they call me up and say, "Hey, I want to be on what they're on." I said, uh, "It's not available in your area." Mm. You know, yeah, what's your zip code? Yeah, but you know what? Um, here is what's available, and is probably just as good. In some cases, better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all about doing the research uh, for each and every one of these people and finding out what option is going to be best for them. Mm-hmm. And it's doing your homework doing your research, knowing your products, and knowing Medicare rules and regulations. There's so much to Medicare. That's why they we call uh, the business Medicare and other red tape, because there is an awful lot of red tape involved, <laughs> and you have to know what you're doing and what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Steve, you – I mean, I led this – episode off with relating that story of hearing you say, uh, you know, I got a call from someone who said so-and-so said to call you and um, you didn't even know who so-and-so was, the the original person who was referring that individual, right? Um, that says something about the brand that you have established in your market. So talk about what has gone into that. And why, why do you think that person and the people that make those calls, why do they make those calls? What it is that, that they know about Steve that makes them want to make that call? John, uh, first off, when you get a call from somebody you don't know and the person they referred you or referred me, I don't know. I call that priceless. Mm. You can't put a price on that. Right. That, that's so, uh, that's, just huge. Right. And it doesn't happen, obviously, just overnight. You have to build on that. And that's why you have to do your homework and work with your clients and everybody around you. Let them know what you do. Let them know you're passionate about taking care of them and doing it right. Let them know that you're the guy in town, locally, that's going to be there for them. And I think when you emphasize on that, you, you, you're putting out a message and you're letting people know that you're really serious about what you do mm-hmm. and that's taking care of people. And they'll relay that message to others who are seeking because when you have 10,000 plus people a day turning Medicare eligible, there are a lot of fish in the sea and they're, they're lost. They're lost. They're not in the school. They're lost. Nemo is out there trying to, you know, go home. Mm-hmm. And um, my job is to find Nemo, bring them in, and um, give them, first off, 
uh, there's such a huge anxiety level when these people are new to Medicare because it's a completely new way to receive their health insurance. Mm-hmm. They have been told, you know, their employer said, here's your choice for next year, or here's the only option for next year, and this is how much it's going to cost, and you know, this is the plan you have. All of a sudden, now you're turning Medicare eligible. Many people are they're forced to have to go to Medicare. What do they do? And you know, what options are they going to get? How do they do it? Mm-hmm. And Steve's job is to, you know, bring that all to the table, educate them, and find the solutions to their uh, situation. And, uh, you know, when you can get people to refer your name, you know you're doing something right. So I feel I've been doing it right by trying to go ahead and just work, you know, uh, work in the streets and working with my clients and working with my contacts and uh, building a rapport. Um, it just, it's, it's kind of a formula that takes time to develop. But once you find um, that people are paying attention, uh, you make sure you work hard to, number one, take care of the people that have been referring you. Mm-hmm. Give them a big thanks, mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and number two, turn around and make sure you take good care of the person that they sent because that referral shines not just on me, but on my referral source. Mm. That person, I need to make them look good. Right. I always take great value at a referral as somebody has sent me somebody and they put a great deal of trust in me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I never, um, I never give that, uh, I never take that lightly. Mm. So it's all about um, just doing a good job mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. So you, um, we were again talking offline and you talked about developing, I guess, the mousetrap. You called it the mousetrap. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, dig a little deeper on what that mousetrap looks like. So, you know, I had to find out how my mousetrap was going to be built Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, here I am. I, I have all the knowledge about Medicare and I have the array of products to sell. Now, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I got to find people. Yeah. And you can't just, you know, tackle them off on the street. <laughs> right. So you have to, you have to work it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody has their place. Uh, our agency, for instance, uh, we do a lot of, uh, we not only do a lot of educational events, which there's no cost for, uh, but that's one of them. Uh, people just, you know, learning about Medicare and learning that you're a credible source, but you know, we might have a uh, we might have a table at an event. There's a lot of uh, health events, uh, health expos. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to be April 20th. I'll be in Forsyth County uh, at the Linear Tech. They'll have over 100 vendors. I'll mm. be one of them. Mm. Okay. Um, and when I'm at that networking event, I always have a, a a a partner at the table because it's not just standing and manning the table and greeting people going by. That's all good. Um, but you also have to walk the room. Go talk to the other vendors. Go mm-hmm. meet the other people out there because a lot of those can be your referral sources or maybe somebody they know will be your referral source. You always have to remember when you're in the world of building a business and networking, it's not the immediate person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be somebody they know. Mm. So you have to you have to look at the fact that, okay, uh, okay. If I'm looking for people 65 and older, 
why would I talk to a 45-year-old? Uh, because that 45-year-old might have uh, a parent, uh, they might have a, you know, a, a relative, a friend, mm-hmm. a neighbor who is. Right. And if they, if they know about me, that's how it all works. It's just, it's kind of like spreading the word. Right. You know? Right. Um, so Steve, you mentioned too, again, we were talking about this offline. You mentioned that you, as you develop this mousetrap, which it sounds like involves you're talking to a lot of people every day. Um, you said you doubled down when COVID came, the pandemic changed how you're able to do what you do. So talk about what you doubled down on. Yeah. Great question. Because, uh, I thought the world was going to end. Mm-hmm. I had a lot, uh, riding on, uh, on me because, uh, at the time of the pandemic, I went from part-time to full-time just, uh, 18 months prior. Mm. And, um, now how am I going to be reaching out to people, uh, when there's all these restrictions? Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of rethink the mousetrap and figure out, you know, what needed to be done. Well, Zoom was a big thing coming on board, and immediately anybody that was doing a network event via Zoom, I was there. Mm. Um, also, working with my clients, ninety um, percent prior to prior to COVID, ninety percent of my uh, client meetings were one on one in person, and now that completely flipped around uh, to. Uh, 90% had to be done virtual mm-hmm. on the phone over zoom. And I was even teaching some of my clients, uh, you know, technology. Right. And, uh, you know, so you had to have some patience, uh, and compassion for these people sure, because they were thrown in it, into it too. And they didn't have any choices. Absolutely. But, but we made it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, so I had to get tech savvy mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, uh, an old dog learning new tricks while mm. I had to do it. Mm. And uh, so what happened post COVID is a lot of that, that technology uh, that I learned with zoom and all these different uh, uh, ways of working with uh, technology uh, kept going. Mm-hmm. And so now in our new post COVID world, uh, now I'm, I'm kind of uh, about probably 70% virtual and 30% one-on-one what I have to say is if you can work with your clients via Zoom, not just for convenience, but for fact, uh, I'm licensed in four states. I'm not down in Florida uh, every week, but I am any day of the week they want to talk to me on Zoom. Mm. Um, and I'm in Alabama. I'm in South Carolina, mm. um, as well as the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And um, all that that I learned during COVID and kind of reconstructing the mousetrap uh, worked. Mm. It paid off. And uh, it's there. those are challenges that we get through. All of us in business get thrown at uh, situations mm-hmm. because, you know, if there's an ice storm and you got a brick and mortar, I, you're not going to have clients coming in. How are you going to reach out and serve those people? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the analogy I look at. You know, how do you put out a fire? Right. So um, I tried to play fireman as the best way I could. And I utilized every tool I can learn about. Right. Yeah. And it strikes me as, as that the senior population, I'm, I'm 
making a broad generalization and broad generalizations are dangerous. I understand that. But um, the senior population is um, has traditionally been a pretty trusting generation, right? Um, very much so. Yeah. yeah. And, and also a very loyal generation. So once uh, most seniors figure out the provider they're, um, they work with, whether it's Medicare or anything else, um, they're pretty loyal, right? And so talk about how you've kind of leaned into that, those characteristics to build your business. So, uh, John, first off, when I meet with a client, it's not a quick 45 minutes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go over a plan, take an application, be done, drive away Mm -hmm. or zoom away. Um, I take time out to learn about my clients, develop a relationship and a rapport. Mm. I have a great uh, capability of memorizing a lot of my clients and right down to the names of their dogs and cats. But you know what? If you don't have that ability, get a notepad, write it down, mm. put together an Excel sheet, put a little note place there. There, that I can't tell you how much value that brings to the conversation. I've had people call me up two years after I've last spoken with them and ask them about whatever it may be, their cat, their dog, their uh, grandchild that was living with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you what, you can see them smile on the other end of the phone. Mm. It's really huge. Yeah, But it's getting to know your clients and being a little human. Take the salesperson away. Set your sales uh, person aside for a few minutes. Sit down and just have a nice conversation. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend an hour talking to people about things uh, outside the scope of business, but just take five or ten minutes out and become human. Mm. Great advice from Steve Alexander with uh, Medicare and other red tape. He's an insurance broker um, at that firm, also known as the Body, Bonnie Dobbs Agency. Um, so Steve, uh, this has been great and you've, I think, given a lot of advice that's helpful to all professional services providers, but let's, let's kind of, uh, tie a bow on it here and, and talk about two things. One is how your business, you see your business continuing to grow and how you, will maintain that personal touch as you grow because 500 clients, that's a lot to, to work with. So talk about how you, you intend to keep that personal touch as you grow. So that is definitely a challenge as you're growing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose the uh, relationship with your clients and um, you just got to turn around and look at tools um, for instance, uh, because of the type of business I have and uh, my limitations, things like maybe send out cards uh, is a good opportunity. Mm. You could send out a card for somebody's birthday, anniversary, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a phone call, mm-hmm. even for five minutes, uh, or just a, you know an email even. just We have so many different ways that we can utilize technology uh, and other 
uh, businesses that do uh, kind of uh, off-sales marketing, like send-out cards, for instance. I think that's a great option for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to, um, you as you grow, you've got to you have to have resources like right down to an Excel spreadsheet that lets you. Uh, 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 you can look back and see who your clients, where they are, and anything you wrote down, any notes you made about them, and try and stay, make a daily or a weekly habit to take uh, 10 minutes out a day or half an hour, an hour a week, and just reach out. Mm. Just reach out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you don't, uh, you always want to grow, you want to move forward and you want to grow. You also have to look back and make sure you're, uh, you're uh, reaching out to the people that have helped build you uh, on your path to success. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. So um, any other pieces of wisdom as we wrap up here that you can offer our listeners? Well, I just, uh, I always tell people that are uh, in business uh, and trying to grow, uh, don't uh, give yourself uh you know, expectations that you can't fulfill because um, business has its ups and downs and roller coaster rides. And part of success is sometimes failure. And I've never had a failure, but I've had some down times. Mm-hmm. And you just got to turn around, uh, regroup, reevaluate for those down times and figure out how you're going to make it better. And COVID was one of those. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how I was going to uh, work those obstacles. So you just got to have a positive in mind and think about how you can take on uh, those situations because regardless, uh, they're going to happen. So you just got to figure out how to keep the mousetrap going. Yeah. Great words from Steve Alexanderwitz, Medicare and other red tape. He's an insurance broker there. Uh, Steve, this has been great. And uh, I would love if you could share your contact information for those that uh, would like to be in touch with you and, and uh, learn more about how you do what you do. And and uh, maybe they're interested in Medicare uh, somewhere along the way. Uh, let's tell them how they can find you. Absolutely, John. So uh, I could be reached uh, by telephone or text. Uh, my direct line is 404 uh, 642-5188. And then uh, if somebody wishes to email me, uh, they can uh, go to Steve, S-T-E-V-E-A-Z, insurance at gmail.com. And I made the uh, email Steve A-Z because Alexandrowitz is a lot of letters to fill in. So <laughs> my last name starts with A, ends with Z. So Steve A-Z, insurance at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. I love to talk and uh, work and help people. Pay it forward. Pay that's, it forward. That's terrific. Steve Alexanderwitz, thank you so much for stopping by and letting us peer under the hood of your practice. We appreciate you. Thank you, John. Hey, uh, just uh, a reminder, uh, folks, as we close, uh, go to pricevaluejourney.com to find uh, a link to the show archive of this series. You, you can also, of course, find it on your favorite podcast app. Just search the term Price Value Journey and you'll find the show. We'd be honored if you'd subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. Um, when you go to pricevaluejourney.com, you can also sign up to receive updates on my book that's coming out later this year 
called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. Um, if you want more information on that, uh, uh, would like to get updates, you can sign up there. And we promise you we won't spam you or sell your email address to anyone else. So uh, uh, there's that. Um, if you'd like to con- contact me directly, p- please feel free. John at johnray.co is my email address. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, for uh, uh, to again, to Steve Alexandrowitz for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for stopping by on the price and value journey.